Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, I've brought in a couple of my good friends from the worship team. I brought in Patricia, who a lot of you know, she's been on the podcast two or three times now. I don't remember. Um, But I brought her on a few times before. I think one time we talked about um, your life as a teacher during COVID and how uh, the different challenges and things that that you were faced with there. Um, And then now we brought on somebody who's a first-time podcaster, and he is the, uh, I think... You are the um, the reigning old timer in the band, right, Ken? I believe so. You can even tell by his voice, man. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I give Ken a hard time constantly about how old he is, but he's really not that old. Um, and I didn't I even know thing. what a podcast was. <laughs> he's like, is this live? No, it's not live. Where is this going? Is it on the radio? No, it's not on the radio, Ken. Um, no, so I brought Ken in. Um, Jerry's the other one that I give a hard time about this to all the time. And Jerry actually showed up on the wrong day one time for a podcast uh, for the one that we did with you, we Patricia. Did. And last night I text Ken, hey, just confirming tomorrow we can record. And he's like, that's tomorrow. And I'm like, the funny thing is, is Jerry actually showed up on the wrong day and drove an hour to get here. Um, so back on point, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about worship today. Now, I specifically brought Patricia and Ken in uh, for a very specific reason, which is when I thought of the trait of being a joyful worshiper, these were the two people on the worship team that first came to mind. I don't want to say that the rest of the worship team are not joyful worshipers. I just wanted to point out that that is the reason why that I brought you to here. But Ken, because people don't know you super well yet on the podcast, um, and you're kind of back in the dark light, I think, you know, back there in the piano. Um, Where I like it. (laughs) So tell us uh, how long you've been at Spring Hills. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, your job, that kind of stuff. Sure. I think I've been here almost three years, and um, I married my wife, Janet. We've been together for 50 years as far as marriage. I've got three sons and a couple of grandkids. And as those two grandkids is what really directed me here to Spring Hills. Oh, cool. I was going to another church at the time, and we were going through some changes and I had just recently stepped down as the music director. And, um, but I went to another church to kind of help them with their music. And they had all these kids there singing for the congregation. And I kind of just felt like the Lord saying, you need to be where your grandkids are. Yeah. So they were going here and that's why I ended up coming here. Sweet. Cool. And, yeah. uh, you, you've been a musician for a long time. Um, but you also, you said that you're a music director. So where were you the music director? How did that come about? Good question. Oh, Um, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The church was called Vineyard of Faith here in Windsor. Okay. We are not in Windsor right now, but good try. Okay. Right next to us near (laughs) Windsor. (laughs) Just down the way. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need to do a disclaimer. Anytime I have the worship team in here, I end up ragging on them. Just know that they're used to it, and it's all in love. They rag on me, too. Ula last night was giving me a hard time over text, telling me, finally, you did something productive. And he was like, I feel like I need to tell you I was kidding. I'm like, dude, I know you're kidding. Yeah. I can take it. Yeah. Um, so we we have uh, we spend a lot of time together, so we make fun of each other a lot. But yeah, go ahead, yeah, Ken. Well, We're Vinner, not in Windsor. <laughs> in Windsor, uh, on Arata Lane, there's a church there. When I first started going there, there was probably about, 700, 800 in attendance. Okay. Three different services on Sunday. And and um, over the years, because of some changes, uh, pastors and and people, when the pastor leaves, some part of the congregation took off. And 
including the music director. Okay. Not because of what the pastor did, but he had some changes in his life as well. Okay. And the um, pastor that was in interim pastor at the time asked if I would lead music. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's because I I'm I can play music. I've played a little bit of keyboard. And you can and sing and, and, and yeah. whatever, but I don't lead. Yeah. You know. And so I what I agreed to do because of the urgency is I'll do it for like six weeks or well however long long it takes you to find someone and fifteen years later. Seven years later yeah. and I, <laughs> I'm done. But uh, it was a blessing because um, it kind of got me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And that was good for me. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know what? I was an interim youth pastor for six months. And uh, my thought at that point was, you know, ministry would just be something I would do while I was in college. You know, I, I had a passion for it enough to do it as a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Well, here I am 13 years later, yeah. still in ministry. Yeah, but um, the, the thing is... I'm making this change and it's uncomfortable. I'm doing that when I'm like 55 years old or 60. And I'm, what am I doing here? So like That's 35 old. years ago? Almost. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Ken's not that old. Doing, doing the He's math not here. not that old. Um, okay. And then Patricia, we've heard from you uh, a few times. Not that I don't want to focus on you, but um, we, you're a teacher and uh, you've been teaching for, I think, the last year at some point you said um, the kids that you were part of your first class graduated high school, right? Yeah. And that was, uh, we had a kid in the band for a while that was, I think, the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean was, uh, what you were like, oh my gosh, you're the age of the kids of my first class. Yeah, my um, mind was blown. So you've been teaching for 15 years now, roughly? 15 years teaching, and then this year, my first year as an assistant principal. Right, so yeah. you've made a lot of changes over the COVID years. And, Big ones, uh, Years yes. now, not COVID months, no, not COVID years. weeks. COVID years, we're, we're there. Plural. Um, but I did bring you two in because I've known Patricia now for uh, five years. Patricia was the very first audition that uh, that happened with me on staff. I actually wasn't even living here yet. I drove up you drove on up a Saturday day. and you came in an audition. And uh, that was the first time I met you. Um, and ever since then, I can tell you, I've told you this many times, like right now, you are smiling. <laughs> you are always smiling. Uh, when you're on stage leading worship, you're always smiling. And Patricia, I know that you you always, uh, or just because you're always smiling doesn't mean you always have a reason to smile. True. There are plenty of things that probably stress you out, and you still are a joyful person, and it's something I appreciate yeah. about you. Because even when I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a super negative person. I'm a fairly peppy person myself. Um, I smile a lot. I laugh a lot. But I have days where I can, I can be, I call it Sassy Garrett, um, and I'll say he Sassy Garrett's name. here today. And, uh, and usually Sassy Garrett, the victims of that is usually like Gerilyn will be the victim of Mm -hmm. Sassy Garrett. And I kind of make a joke out of it. Um, but if I'm like in a bad mood, it's whatever. And you walk in and you're smiling. It, it's a, it's an infectious thing. It happens with other people. Um, Ken, you are the same way, man. I show up on Sunday morning. You're one of the very few people that beats me here and I can walk up the steps, uh, onto the stage and I can already hear the piano in the green room playing. And I know that it's Ken, and I can hear you playing, like, I don't know, Lean On Me or something, another hymn or some kind of song. And I grew up in church with my dad doing hymns, so I recognize those songs. Same thing. Um, it's always something that makes me happy, and it makes me joyful. So it's infectious. This is why I brought you two in here today, because I wanted to talk about um, worship a little more with people that I see as joyful worshipers. 
Um, we've been talking with a few different worship team people over the last few weeks, like Andrea and Gerilyn were in here, uh, and just talked about things like what kind of walls are can be can be put up to uh, to affect your worship and things that can that maybe block the communication between you and God. We've talked about things like that. Uh, but the first question I want to ask you, and we'll just start chatting, and again, discussion, so jump in when you want, um, is when I say the word worship, what do you think of? Either one of you can jump into. I think uh, traditionally for me, think of worship, and that's what we do Sunday mornings. We start playing music and people start singing. And uh, I've always kind of thought that. and But over the years as leading music at the other church, I found out that it was more than that for me. Right. You know, it was a lot more. It was more like what's my life about and cause I'm just going to go out there and do what God asked me to do and then I'll let him take care of the worship part. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I would just add along with that, that's day to day. Yeah. That's yeah. my everyday life. Like that worship mindset carries over into what I'm doing all day, every day. And checking in with God along the way, like, Lord, is my heart right as I'm about to speak with this parent or student or (laughs) my family member who I love so much, but they usually get to see the ugly side of me, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, that those are, those are acts of worship because I'm called to serve other people, to love other people. And that it translates into my everyday life too. And I think one of the reasons um, that I wanted to talk about just, and we've talked about this before too, just worshiping and all that you do is I think one of the reasons that, um, that I have such a, a huge appreciation for the people that are, now we don't have a huge band for the size of church. We are, we are a small group. Small um, but mighty. We had <laughs> at one point in like 2000, end of 2018, early 2019, we had about 25, 26 people that were filtering in and out. Wow. And now we've got about 10. Yeah. And three of us are on staff, uh, mm-hmm. full-time staff here. So that's seven volunteers in a church of 1,000. That's really not very many. But I think one of the things that's been mentioned a lot with this team, um, and not just by the team, but by people, uh, you know, other people on staff that have interacted with the team, is there's an appreciation for... Um, the fact that, that we are all on the same page as far as what we're here to do. And I think the fact that we feel comfortable around each other to, uh, not necessarily see the ugly side, but share it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you said, did you say ugly side? Is that the word you used? I sure did. So, (laughs) and I, I'm, I'm sure that there's times where, uh, you guys are, you know, I'm here every weekend. You guys have seen that side of me sometimes where, cause I'm not perfect. Right. Um, where if you see me mad and it's one of those things too, if I get mad, it's, it can be awkward. Cause everybody's like, Oh my gosh, Garrett's actually like, he's got, he's not laughing and joking right now. I was going to say, he's not, this kidding. is weird. He's not <laughs> kidding around and it doesn't happen often. And when it does, um, it can usually like, it overflows into the whole group. Right. right? We don't have a whole lot of that in this group. There's not a whole lot of negativity. It's mm-hmm. it's so cool to be in the room, and we pretty much all, even if there's a disagreement on something, everything is like like nice conversation. Mm-hmm. We all support each other. We pray with each other. We do a devotional together on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. and it really overflows onto the stage. Now, we sing the same four songs for all four services, but when we're when we're spending time together all weekend and we get out onto the stage— all of our all of our love for what we're doing is overflowing into that moment. So it's not just like robotic that we're just singing this song over. And I think that's what I really appreciate about the team that we have, small but mighty, like you mm-hmm. said, right? 
Um, I think, I, yeah, to add to that is me being a newcomer. How long have I been on that? You're a year not and a half? newcomer, well, Ken. I'm not a year and a half, two years, two years. Uh, you came in, in at least you came two. in in 2000, like early 2019. Well, when you get older, things go by really so fast. So you're you're like two and a half years now. Okay. Because you were way before COVID. Okay. Two, two and a half years. There you go. But those first few months, I felt somewhat awkward just because I'm the old guy. You made the rest of guys. us feel awkward. I'm just kidding. It, and, and, you know, it's just natural. I hear I'm the old guy and I can't relate to some of the jokes that they're talking about or, or some of the TV shows sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But, but what I did recognize was the fact that you're at, very supportive, mm-hmm. all going to the same thing, and that's just to honor God and just just fulfill whatever purpose He has for us that day, mm-hmm. and that was so meaningful to me. That's what kind of made me say, I, "This is going to work." Yeah, and Ken, I mean, you're you're one of the you both of you about twice a month for the last. I mean, granted, there was some COVID break with everybody, um, but for the last Patricia, almost five years, mm-hmm. Ken, I think you're coming up on three. Um, I, I we think can, so too. Yeah. We can look back and see if we're, if I'm right or if you're right, but I'm pretty sure more than a year and a half because you predate COVID. Okay, um, it's true. So, anyways, uh, anyways, having you guys around has been a huge help to to that. And we've got other, you know, Brennan's another one that I always tell. Like he's just he's yeah. just a positive person. Connor is just a positive person. Yes. Um, there's just not a there's not a whole lot of negativity that happens in that room and. Um, in any way, in, in, even when we're, we're asking for prayer on something. And so that helps in us being joyful worshipers. Uh, I know that you two have an understanding of worship beyond worshiping through music. Ken, you kind of spoke to that already. Uh, but in what ways besides singing, playing music, do you really personally worship God? I think for me, at least something that has happened over maybe the last couple of years is, um, my time, how my time is being used. Um, I don't think I ever viewed it as an act of worship when I was younger, but it's over time I've, I've realized, okay, being sacrificial with my me time is really hard for me. Why is that? Oh, that's because this is time for me to, I don't know whether it's unplug or scroll mindlessly onto some, you know, like through Instagram or something. My word is shut off. That's right. That's what I say. Right. I need to shut off. Right. And, and it's like, okay, that's not bad in and of itself. But if God's calling me to pray with that person right now because they text me and they're struggling, um, you know, my someone in my family needs, uh, needs some time that I would normally say, this is for me. This is my time for whatever it sure. is. This is a this is an opportunity for me to worship God and say, Lord, you've put these people in my life. They're calling on me, and that's because you want to use me. Mm-hmm. Like the way you use me when I'm singing. Like the way you use me when I'm serving at church and other capacities. Like the way you use me when I'm at work serving and loving people there. So I need to reframe what I think of as my time yeah. because it's not my time to begin with. Yeah. Every moment that I spend on this earth is because God made it so. I can sacrifice some time. Yeah, for yeah, for, for others. Yeah. And in he, his name. I whenever I mean I've I've had to uh call myself out on this all the time because my I have a a, a brain that doesn't stop. <laughs> um 
And sometimes the people that listen to this enough know that there are times where you'll hear me, you know, I'll start talking about one thing and then I'll talk about another thing. And then, you know, I'm down a list of five different things and I'm like, I don't know. Like right now, I have no clue why I started saying this. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I, I, I have this time where I, I say to myself and I'll say to Caitlin, I need to shut off. I need to shut my brain off. And it's hard for me to do sometimes. I've had to call myself out on this though. Like that does not include God. Don't shut God off. Don't shut him out. Because if he's included in me shutting things out, then I've got a real problem here. Because if God's just another thing that I can shut out of my life whenever I'm feeling stressed out, I'm going to really start to to tank here. Right. So my big thing with it is like, the, and I don't always, don't get me wrong, I don't always do this. I need to start my shutoff time or whatever. My start shutoff time needs to start with God. Mm-hmm. I shut off and it's like, I need to pray. I need to to read scripture. I need to listen to a worship song because sometimes listening to a worship song really helps me just to focus in one spot. Right. And that's him. You know, that and even it's a song I heard a million times. Sometimes I'll just I never really thought about those lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Even though I sing the song a hundred times, never thought about those lyrics. Um and I have to start my shutoff time with God. And it and then God blesses my shutoff time. Right? You know, he helps me rest. He helps my mind shut off and 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 get the recharge time you know what i mean yeah i almost forgot what the question was that's what i'm talking about that's exactly what i'm talking about Ken. no just talking about how how you worship outside well, of music well it, for me it's just being mindful of him all the time mm-hmm. I, I i can honestly say that i was not mindful of him all the time and as i've gotten older or gaining more appreciation for the things that he's blessed me with or uh, just being exposed to different people and 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 learning, um, for me, it's just a matter of just being mindful of all the time, and that's that's where to go back to uh, what is it? Uh, oh, trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all your heart, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, being having that trust is just being mindful of Him all the time, you know. And and then it goes on to say whatever it does. You guys know the passage, but that's. That's how I kind of get through all that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my worship because I am, to be mindful of him makes me a better uh, husband. Yeah. You know, better father. Better, it's cra- better it, it honestly yeah. is so crazy to me that I ever go away from it. Yeah. Like being mindful of God and putting God first in every situation, it, all it does is benefit the situation. Yeah. And still, I'll, so for example, you just said, make you a better husband, right? I know that if I put God first in every aspect of my marriage, that God's going to bless our marriage. Not to say we won't have our issues, but sure. just just to, to mean like he's going to bless that marriage, right? If God is the center of it. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow we still constantly make ourselves the center of it and and make God like the the third wheel. And it's like, that's, that's just not how it's supposed to work. And I don't know why. I mean, I, I guess I could tell you what we have a, a very strong sin nature, right? Mm-hmm. And the world is really strong in pulling us back towards it. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is going to use anything and everything to try to to make it so your focus is not on God, right? So I guess I know why that happens. But sure. at the same time, um, I, it's crazy to me that we've seen time and time again, God be faithful and blessing different aspects of your life when you put him first and we right. still go away from it. I, I know. <laughs> I, w- I was out the other day playing golf with an old a guy I've known since fourth grade, and uh, what, what was nineteen thirty one? I think there's the first year that school <laughs> opened. <laughs> I don't remember, but all those teachers are gone. Oh, but no. <laughs> at, at any rate, 
um, we were playing, and about halfway through the eighteen holes, he says, "Ken, you'll 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 never make a good sailor." I go, what? He said, you'll make a, you'll never make a what good an sailor. What an insult! I, I know. I said, but what are you talking about? And he goes, you don't cuss, you don't do those, you don't throw tantrum, you don't do all those kind of things here, and we stink at golf. Yeah. You know, I said, well, you know, I I just that for me on my side of it is that mindfulness of him, but he corrected that a long time ago. Right. The things that are on. So that's all second nature at this point, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But True. just having that appreciation and, and also um, just feeling blessed because Kirk knows that, that, um, and that's, that's who I believe in. That's my faith. And that's what makes me act the way that I act. I think it's really cool that when you've got an, uh, um, a relationship and I've got, a, I've got some friendships of, of people that, um, I mean, it's, it's having, it's having a, a reputation of integrity where, I mean, that can, that is a huge compliment from some coming from somebody because there's there was a time in my life, even as a Christian, where nobody would have given me that compliment because mm-hmm. it was very I'm a very competitive person. I was an athlete, and when you're playing basketball as often and as at the level level I was at, you're around a lot of profanity. Sure. And sometimes you just become a part of it. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I would ask people like, Hey, I want to knock this off. I want to get this out of my life. And now, I mean, it's it's not that I never have a word slip out that shouldn't slip out, but it's not a common thing. And it, it speaks volumes to some people just kind of like, Hey, that, why don't you ever, why don't you ever curse at people? And it's like, why don't you flip the guy off that cuts you off in Mm -hmm. traffic? And it's like, I honestly, it's just that God's had to teach me a lot in patience. And now it's, it's paying off in the way that like, you know what? I don't react that way Mm -hmm. as often. I'm, I still do sometimes, but Um, cause we're not perfect. I want to ask you how we talked about, um, you know, us as a, as a worship team in the green room, how things in our relationships with each other will overflow onto the stage and what we're doing. How about your own personal experience with your personal worship life, whether that's singing, Ken, I know you play music a lot. It's a big part of your life. Uh, you wrote a song that you guys recently sold. Even you told me, um, if that can't be public knowledge, you can tell me to cut this out, but or if I need to pay you royalties for mentioning it. Oh, there you go. Um, Quite a bit. The, uh, but your worship on your own, whether that's prayer, whether that's just the way that you're talking about uh, interacting with people, Patricia, mm-hmm. um, the way that you're interacting with your your family, however you are worshiping God, how does your personal worship life overflow into your corporate worship life, mm-hmm. which would be us leading on the stage? Does that make sense? It does. I think... Is it a good question, Ken? He's he's thinking. Oh, well, I, my thought process is a lot slower than hers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the stamp of approval from Ken. <laughs> Go ahead, Patricia. Okay. Uh, I think for me, uh, a lot of it has to do with focusing my mind. So it, it involves being still and really praying, praying through whether it's, uh, it's interesting you said the lyrics of a song. So I find that the weeks that I'm preparing, say, for singing that weekend or even a couple weeks in advance, maybe it's a song I'm less familiar with or it's on the newer side for me, I really meditate on those lyrics. Um, I like to look up, oh, look at these scriptures. These scriptures overlap with what the lyrics are saying, and I love referencing them, probably because I grew up singing hymns. Mm -hmm. I love doing that, um, tying it all, all the way back to scripture. But I find that when I'm in that zone, 
my prayer life is just more uh, focused and it's more focused on others than on myself. Mm. Um, and I feel like that also puts me in a better mindset and um, I guess my, my heart in a better place to lead worship. Yeah. The way that pours out on stage is this isn't about me, never should be about me. Lord, this is about you. And this, this being on this stage is just a privilege of being used in your name to lead this group of people closer to you. Ah, that feels good. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it, it takes a lot of intentional prayer and meditation over God's word for me to get there. Yeah. Because naturally, that's not where And it <laughs> would be very easy. It would be very easy for us to go out on the stage and not be genuine. Absolutely. And that's another thing I can say about this team is I think there's a lot of there's a lot of gen, genuineness. Genuine. It's a word. Genuineness. Is that yeah. right? That doesn't sound right to me, but I like genuinity. Ooh, that's another good that's, okay <laughs> genuinerosity there you no, go okay yes. but there's a lot of genuineness with the team because i think there's the intention behind it mm -hmm. and i think we all understand if we wanted to walk out on this and don't get me wrong there's been weekends where it is harder to be genuine it is for harder sure. to walk out i mean i've been here for almost five years i have missed two weekends that's it. And by my own choice, don't, that's not because they don't let me take a weekend off or anything. That's my own choice. I take the time off during the weeks and stuff like that. I, it would be, it's very easy to have a weekend where, you know, I'm driving here and can just honestly just be like, oh, I don't feel like being in front of 300 people tonight acting mm -hmm. like I'm happy. And mm -hmm. it's a harder, when I'm in that, in, in that mode, it's a harder, it, it's harder to get there. Right. Um, and there's been weekends where I honestly am not successful in getting there. And that's not because of God. That's because of my own, right? you know, dirt that's in my life or whatever there is that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's, it's some, it can affect you in that way. But having the genuineness is something I think that, that the team thrives in. And I think that that speaks largely to their personal worship lives. Because if you didn't have that, it would be very hard to be genuine on the stage. And I think we see that over and over and from, especially we don't see it as much just because you're not up front, Ken. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there's the genuineness behind your heart when you're playing the piano. Mm -hmm. It's easier to see it with the vocalist because Patricia, I can see it on your face. Right. I can see it on Gerilyn's face. I can hear it in Gerilyn's voice. Mm -hmm. I can hear it in, in Israel's voice and the way that he's saying something or singing something. I can tell. And it really speaks a lot to, to the personal, to personal worship time that you have with God. Well, I don't know if you remember this. When I first came here, um, I saw her singing and I saw that spirit, mm -hmm. you know, and after it was over, I, I caught her down the aisle there and just said, I just want to let you know that I think you have an awesome voice and, you know, you're just, you're, you're good. I, I, I'm blessed by all that. But that was, that's what that genuineness that you're talking about. Yeah. Because... It speaks, speaks volumes. And it's one of the, I mean, and, and I can bet I can speak for you when I say that that's probably one of the best compliments that you can get, right? It is. Like, it just, I'm all, I won't cry. Like, <laughs> like the, the fact that you've got a great voice, like that compliment's great. People telling you, Patricia, you've got a wonderful voice. It's so beautiful. Like, I'm sure you, that means a lot to you. But when you have somebody saying that your, your heart is genuinely worshiping the creator. Like that. Then just, you go. That's the best compliment. It really that you is. Can get, right? It is. And so, um, 
I think that there's a another another point of us as a worship team that I like to um, I like to give a lot of credit to you guys is that when we get compliments from people, uh, they and I don't ever hear a compliment coming from somebody that is like a compliment that would make it seem like it's about one of you. Mm. So like they'll say, oh my gosh, she has such an amazing voice. But it's usually followed with like, it was so moving to hear her sing this, you know, something like that. It's it's usually like, oh, the band did such a great job today. It's not like, oh, you guys are an awesome rock band. Good right. for you. It's like, thank you for worshiping. That's right. really what it is. And I think that, again, speaks a lot to uh, to the team and, and who God's put in this ministry. Um, worshiping through adversity, we talked about, you know, having weekends where it might not be as easy to to walk onto the stage and be genuinely joyful to be doing what you're doing. Um, do you find it more or less difficult to worship through adversity? I find it, well, I find it less difficult. Sorry, can I beat you? <laughs> I'm just no, going to jump we are, on we in We already, proce- we already uh, <laughs> covered that it takes up. longer <laughs> for Ken to process. Um, I find it uh, less, what was the word you used? More or less difficult to More worship through difficult. adversity. I find it less difficult, I think, because I'm usually in a very vulnerable place mm. and saying, okay, Lord, I can't, I can't go another step right now without you. And that's really clear to me. Therefore worshiping it's really not going to happen of me of myself right now so so it's more it's more difficult for you when you're going through a difficult time is that what you're saying uh uh no opposite so it's easier Easier. for me yeah it's easier for me because i'm usually in a i don't know more hum in a more humble mindset oh sure yeah like you know that you that god has to be doing exactly and it is not about me at all right or not from my own strength I think when things are going well, it's a little easier to, or uh, it's a little harder to not say, yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I, I got this, Lord. I'm good. You know, and then it's like. And then your voice mm, cracks. <laughs> let's humble you a little because you don't got this. You know, it's you're supposed to be leaning on me. Remember, that I'm the one that you're worshiping and praising. Um, I gave you the talents and the ability to do this. So, yeah. Uh, I think for me, when my heart is in a humble place, which sometimes means I'm going through difficulty, mm-hmm. worship is easier. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What do you think, Ken? You're right. Right on. Right on. I mean, it's... No comment? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I this, When I'm struggling most is when I know I need him most. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I should be anyway. Right. You know? And so I, I think that it's a lot easier me for me when I'm going through adversity to, mm-hmm. to worship and to, you know, to reach out to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. There was a, um, the second weekend I was interviewing and I've mentioned this many times, uh, to many people, but it was a, it was a, uh, a moment in my life as a pastor that really, uh, shifted my perspective on something. And I was interviewing and I, had a, when I originally interviewed at Spring Hills or heard about the opportunity, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll give I'll give him my resume. But my church is literally like 50 people is a is a big weekend for right? us, you know, <laughs> and 
it's like, wait, how big? It's like 1,500 people. Yeah, they're not going to want anything to do with me. <laughs> and just the way that, um, I mean, it's one. it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, God wanted me here. That's the only reason I'm here. I had did not have the experience. I mean, we play with the click tracks mm-hmm. and the in-ear monitors. I had never done any of that right? when I interviewed. So walking in here and them handing me some earbuds and hearing the thing in my ear go, intro, two, three, three four. four. I was like, we have this in our ears the whole time. That is going to be so irritating. Mm-hmm. And now, like, you don't even notice it. Right. Like, once you do it, by the end of the weekend, I didn't notice it. But the second time I interviewed, I came up and was very excited. I had asked Brett, like, am I being seriously considered for this job? He was like, oh, yeah, we, we want you to come and lead this weekend on your own and, like, do the whole weekend. Let's see how you do. I lead that night. I go over to uh, Sean and Jen Winardi's house that night for an interview and with the entire staff. And this staff, if you know the staff, we are not a quiet people. Um, <laughs> it's hard to talk in a group of 14 of us. And so there was a lot of loud talking, which is not easy on your voice. Mm-hmm. I'd already been kind of sick the week prior. My voice was already a little tired. I was singing five songs that weekend, mm-hmm. and I had learned two of them for that weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had practiced a lot. My voice was fried yeah, and was completely gone by, sun- by Sunday morning at 2 a.m., and I did not sleep. And it was one of the, I mean, I had never been away from my wife and my kid at that point. I'm in a hotel room by myself. I feel like I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. And I just decided, maybe I shouldn't say I decided, God told me, just be vulnerable. It's not about you. Don't, because it would have been very easy for me to just be like, I lost my voice. I can't sing today. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Thanks for the opportunity. And just drive back to Turlock. That would have been easy. Mm-hmm. I text Brett and Kiki at like 6 a.m. And I said, I don't have a voice. It's completely gone. I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'll be there and we're going to figure it out. And if I have to squeak through <sighs> this service in front of a thousand people that I've never met before mm-hmm. in a, front of a church I'm interviewing for, you know what? That's about as humble as you can, <laughs> God can make yeah, no me, kidding. right? As, as, a, as somebody who is a vocalist, Having your voice crack or something is awful. Yeah. (laughs) I ended up showing up. We didn't have any other lead singers. We had, um, Rachel was here and she was, she was ready to sing, you know, back, back me up in singing. And so we all sang together, but we dropped everything an entire octave and I sang everything super low. And those of you that were there, you remember very well thinking, this is weird because it was very low. I do remember that. <laughs> My actually. voice was, I already have a low voice. It was lower than it normal. Was low. And, uh, and Brett told me that one of the reasons that one of the things that stuck out to him was that I was not making, uh, mm-hmm. my voice some kind of idol and being like, no, I'm not going to, not going to worship because my right. voice isn't, isn't there. And even though, you know, Brett wants things to be perfect. He wants mm-hmm. them to sound good. He wants them. He wants it to be good. He has that understanding and you know, now knowing Brett, I'm like, I can't believe the dude let me do that <laughs> because it did not sound good. But he knew the heart was there exactly. and it had to be. And it was one of those moments of being completely humbled, completely broken. And I came in just being like, all I can do today is worship. There's, I'm not, I can't talk. I can't, right. all I'm going to do is I'm going to show up and I'm just going to worship God and thank him for the opportunity that I have to play a guitar and Sing like Johnny Cash. Right. You know? That's what I heard. Yeah. You were here? <laughs> no. 
Oh, <laughs> that's what I heard in my ear. What is it going to sound like? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Ken, what about you? You kind of. I forgot. Was well, there, you, was you had originally just kind of agreed with Patricia, but more or less difficult worshiping through adversity. I, I like I said, it's just a matter of it's backing off and just recognizing that um, it's not about me. Yeah. Just backing off and say, I, I give you what I got. And guess what? It always works. Yeah. It always works. And then, well, you know, the group that we have that we take to the rescue mission, there are some times when it just, when we practice, it just stinks. You know, it, it's not good at all. And sometimes they'll say, well, maybe we shouldn't. I said, no, it doesn't matter. We're going to do it. And God will take it from there. Yeah. So that's, that's where I come from. Yeah. Yeah, we make the joke sometimes. We get frustrated with the technology not working sometimes, and people have seen it. You know, sometimes things just don't work right. And unfortunately, that's a part of as many moving parts as we have. Right. Um, you know, it's 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 just going to happen. Now, we try to avoid it as much as we possibly can, but sometimes something's just going to come unplugged or something's going to break or run out of juice, mm-hmm. something like that. And it, it can it can push you back into humbleness real quick to be all of a sudden standing up on that stage and it's quiet and uh-huh. it's awkward. And you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Yeah. All I know, or like if somebody's off on the click track mm-hmm. and it's just one person and they can't figure out how to yeah. get back on, especially the drummer. <laughs> it's like, I have to be think I'm thinking to myself, I mean, it's, it could be, it could be eight seconds right. and it feels like it's an hour. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so bad. <laughs> and just in those moments, like, especially when it's over, it's like, it's kind of like, oh man, that, that pushed me, pushes me back real quick to like, oh wait, yeah, this isn't us doing this. It's mm-hmm. God. And without God doing any of this, this would not be happening. And right. I think Brett has done a great job just as the, the lead of this church of saying like, there's no way this church would even exist mm-hmm. if it wasn't for God, like thing after thing, this campus is a, is a miracle of God right. getting us onto this campus. The fact that we've been able to sustain through COVID without losing any staff, like not having to let it, like churches right. have had to let people go from their staffs. We haven't had to do that, even though for a year, we were about a third, a third of our church. Uh, we were a third as big as what we were before COVID. And Brett kept saying from the front, he'd say, we're doing just fine though. Right. We're God's taking care of us and we're able to do it. And you know, maybe we don't have as much money in the music ministry to buy some, some new uh, cables, but we're going to make it work, you know, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But um, before we get going here, I know we're, we're pushing time. Uh, I want to just have you guys recommend a worship song or if there is a book um, that you've been reading, which I'm going to recommend a book is why I say that. Ooh. But if there's a worship song that you could recommend, doesn't have to be something that we do on the weekends or it can be. Um, last time I recommended a song called song of redemption by my friend, Phil, uh, Phil King. Mm-hmm. And if you still haven't listened to that, that I still recommend it. It's awesome. Um, he's a kid I, I grew up with in Turlock and has uh, just a heart of gold for worshiping God. He also wrote a book. Um, but that's not the book I'm going to promote. Sorry, Phil. Anyways, First off, I'll recommend that song. Then I'll get to my book later. Ken, do you have a song you can recommend to us? Absolutely not. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm 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 back from the '60s and '70s, and uh, 
That's most, okay. Most of what I play are bring us are an oldie but a goodie. Oh, they're, they're Lay all, one of those out. We grew up with hymns, dude. We probably know them. Yeah, true. But I but that was another thing was when I I remember coming to church here the first time and when I was at Vineyard of Faith. It was a a, a contemporary Lutheran church and we'd play and and people would come up afterwards and say they appreciated the the the, the music. But you also had a group that said, oh, you're way too loud. You know, when are you going to start singing some real songs? I don't know, you know, hymns from Germany, I guess. But uh, <laughs> at any rate. Those German hymns. I know. <laughs> so then I, I come to church here and listening to the music, and I lean over to Janet, and I said, this is way too loud. <laughs> 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 but, it, you know. It's all what it is, you know. God, it. God uses it, and you know, I just that he does. And and I, I don't really listen to, you know, Phil Wickman and all those guys. I, I do listen. The fact to that them. you just called him Wickman or Wickham, is, Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't ever really that Phil that Wickman. Music. Is it Mick, Wickman? Wickham. Wickham. That's what I said. Wickham. Yeah, <laughs> it's not pronounced Wickham. <laughs> oh, it's spelled that way. It's spelled it that way. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We're doing a new Phil Wickham song this weekend. Um, called Look to Jesus, mm-hmm. which is a really cool song. It is. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's it's a great song. But, Ken, give us a hymn. A hymn. Give us one. You know, I, I love, when I, at night, or in the morning, or wherever it happens to be, and Janet's not where she can't hear me, I'll just go in there and I'll play He Lives, or... Uh, one of my favorite gospel writers was a gentleman named Andre Crouch. Mm. And he wrote a song called Along Came Jesus. And to this day, I still play that. I played it at the rescue mission. Oh, cool. And it's an upbeat, up-temple song, but the lyrics are, I'm lonely, downhearted, looking for a place to go. Mm. Look, and uh, and it says, some other words, it goes on, but then it said, all of a sudden, I didn't have a song to sing, didn't have anything, but along came Jesus and stopped and rescued me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great that's great lyrics. Yeah. Hymns have great lyrics. And if oh, you yeah. I am gonna do a podcast sometime soon about the way that we choose songs. Ooh. Um, because I get a lot of questions about it and why it we do certain songs and don't frequently do frequently asked question. Yeah. It's true. Go ahead, Patricia. What do you have? Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I want to oh, say one more oh, thing. Too, all done. Because having to do with the hymns. My mother in law is ninety seven years old. She doesn't know Janet. She doesn't know her other daughters. You can go visit her, and two minutes later, she says, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Um, but if you were to play an old hymn, she knows she the knows lyrics. It. That's she amazing. I know you've shared that with us yeah. before. I That's really that. cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, my love for hymns is, is very real, in English and in Spanish. Which is really cool. <laughs> Which yeah. I love. Um, I think that one of the songs that has really hit home for me Oh, gosh. It was even before we started singing it, but now that we lead it pretty often, um, there is a king. Yes. Oh, those lyrics get me every time. Yep. I mean, if I'm on if I'm on stage helping lead that song, I really have to almost disconnect from it so that I don't get overly emotional. Yeah. And if I'm in the congregation, oh, forget it. Floodgates yeah. are open. 
Kelly, my husband, yeah, I know. he's looking at me like, you okay? I'm like, nope, I'm crying, but it's okay. I love this song. Andrea's about to sing. Soon we'll Literally. meet our savior face to face. I can't like, handle it anymore. I can't. I'm like, why did I wear mascara today? Um, but yeah, the chorus. It's ironic that bridge, it says. All of it. It's ironic that it says every tear will be wiped away. I know. And, and I so ball. many people are like, I can't hold back my tears. And I ball. I'm like, it's it's because I want to be in heaven with Jesus. I know. Um, no, but that yeah. song is awesome. I mean, even that chorus. All our worship, I mean, that's what we're talking about tonight, right? All our right. worship will belong to him forever. Yeah. Like just that concept is already mind-blowing. Death is conquered. Our Savior holds the keys. There's a name that reigns above all others. Jesus Christ, the King above all kings. I mean, just so many. Uh, it's very lyrically rich. It's It's beautiful. And it paints for me imagery of how our time on this earth should be purposeful for his kingdom mm-hmm. and the joy that his kingdom brings to me while I'm here in the day to day, which is needed because the day to day can get hard sometimes. Right. Um, so it just kind of helps me live in that eternal kingdom mindset, big picture. Um, I don't know. It just, it's yeah, you're, you, amazing. you nailed it. <laughs> um, well, before we get going, I'll recommend this book. It's called Worship on Earth as it is in Heaven, um, Exploring Worship as a Spiritual Discipline. We d- went through this one um, as a group. I, I think so. before you were here, Ken, um, we went through this book and we would just talk through it at rehearsal. We would go through a chapter or something like that. It's a great book. It has. Uh, it's kind of split into two parts where it talks about personal worship and then corporate worship. So it's mm-hmm. a great great book if you're, you want to know more about worship. It's written by... Um, Rory Nolan. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, I think you can get the, the Kindle version for like eight bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, easy. It's an easy read too. It's not like some big long, long book. You can, you know, chapter at a time. And there's some questions at the end of each chapter that just make you think about, you know, what you just read and just your own life of worship. So yeah. Ken, Patricia, thank you so much for coming down and uh, talking through this. I'll bring you guys in another time too. And uh, we'll talk more through uh, more about worship. So thank you guys. Hey, awesome, thank you. Thanks.